Hello, everybody. Welcome to Plus Heart, Issue 2, the audio version, Part 2, Revision 2, whatever I want to call it. Basically, I did a lot of editing over um, the couple days from Wednesday to Friday for um, between posting on Patreon and posting it on Substack. So I decided to re-record my audio. I recorded a very early version, I guess, of the post in verbal form, and I kind of didn't like where it was sitting, so I decided to just re-record the entire thing because it doesn't take me that long. Uh, plus Art Issue 2, Legacy. I wrote this one just because I wanted to really like start with something um, that I think would apply to a lot of the other issues that I was writing, and it's a nice solid thing that I know that I can talk about, so it's, you know, I like it. At the core of every brand lies the message that it wants to carry forward while celebrating its victories in the past. While there's probably many ways of describing it, I like to refer to it to, ugh, I like to refer to it, excuse me, as their legacy. In sports, legacy is applied in a romantic sense because it helps create the myth around this thing that people are connected to. Tom Brady will always have the legacy of at least seven Super Bowl wins. Michael Jordan will always have the legacy of two back-to-back-to-back NBA titles. OG Esports will always have the legacy of winning the international back-to-back when no one else had ever won it at all twice before. Sorry, let me take that one again. I didn't read that how I typed it. I kind of editorialized in the middle. OG Esports will always have the legacy of winning the international back-to-back when no one else had ever won it twice at all before. I gotta, like, cut that one down. That's just, like, way too many words. Um, But back to the audio. All these accolades have been earned through results, which is where things get a bit shaky in esports. Because of the short-term nature of both players' careers and how long they're attached to brands, it's up to companies to build to both build communities around the celebrity of their players, yet also separate those players just enough so that their fandom doesn't leave when the contracts expire. The differences between traditional sports and esports also applies to the general audience, since they might not have grown up with a passion for cheering for a team as part of their household. Being able to communicate that legacies take time to build is not always easy, and their desire for results can seem loud and constant. It also doesn't help that esports is a very young industry, and the opportunities for teams to build in a stable place, like in a franchise league where they can't be relegated, is still relatively new. For instance, Team Liquid have one of the oldest surviving brands in esports, and also have earned a reputation as a top-tier competitor in pretty much every game that they choose to compete in. If they cannot train competitors, they are wealthy enough to lure away good players from smaller teams because the resources mean that players likely have more to gain by joining them. They have training facilities, content teams, merchandise designers, and all the connections that can lead a creator, staff, or player to come out better, whether the goal is to win, have a cool workplace, or have the opportunity to put passion into your work. With esports' corporate evolution over the last five plus years, Yes, I know that corporate interests have been involved in esports, um, but the inflow of VC money and mainstream appeal seems very much of it to explode it over the last couple of years. Liquid still maintains their cool factor without it feeling like it's cast off where they've come from. There's no scientific way to quantify this cool aura, which is partially why I like talking about branding so much. The feel of a company and the energy they put into things like their graphics, content, or merchandise supplement or take away from what their players do and it all needs to come together in order for it to work. Taking stock of teams from when I came into the industry in 2012, there's no end to the amount of brands that have either died or remained as bloated, rotting corpses. They might sponsor a roster and pop up when you least expect them, making you think, oh yeah, I recognize that name, right before the talent gets poached by someone bigger. 
What I've noticed and respected about Liquid is that they still maintain TeamLiquid.net, their StarCraft hub, and still participate in esports that many people would consider dead, like StarCraft and Quake Live. They have probably the most functional esports wiki in Liquipedia, which I use daily. I routinely appreciate it because then I don't have to use the garbage fire, that's fandom wiki system, for more than I have to. Also, and while I'm not looking to call people out, there's still some performers on their roster that you look at and you think, okay, why are they still part of this team? How much can they really be doing for them? The thing is, Liquid see things in those people and those projects, and they see things in the communities that they take part in. I'm not sure whether it's a case of we have money to burn, so let's just burn some of it, who cares, or not. But I'd like to think that it's more of a, we think this is cool regardless of whether it makes us money. It isn't about the profit differential, it's about what interests us and about the soul of esports. Maybe those two are the same thing, just one's worded a little bit more kinder than the other. That soul of esports is a bit of a touchy subject with me as I grow more jaded about corporate esports, but I'd like to believe there's still the possibility of the romantic notion of the hobby, a place for gamers to find connection ahead of everything else. I'd like to think that it, that still exists. Regardless of whether Liquid like to burn money or whether they are soulless corporate esports on the inside, their actions have earned them a legacy that contains a lot of goodwill. I have friends who still attach them to Liquid based on the experience they had back in the Brood War days on the forums, in match threads, and in fan clubs. To them, Liquid was the venue to connect with people they care about and share moments with. That connection is not easily earned, just like winning a world championship. Too often, I think, teams forget about the necessities of building both sides because the competitive results are a lot more visible and immediately beneficial. I can tell you that a PR person loves writing a press release that says, hey, we won a ton of money this weekend. But by building strong brand and protecting it, by having people on staff who understand that ongoing mission, you're likely going to be much more effective at making your company stand the test of time. I'm like editing this in real time. With those bloated zombie teams that I mentioned earlier, it doesn't necessarily matter that they want a tur tournament early in a game's competitive life. Once their stars leave for greener and better salaried pastures, there's no legacy left over. That team didn't build something beyond what's ultimately fragile and fleeting. So maybe, so maybe consider this your homework for the next couple weeks until our next issue. Think about what connects you to a team, and if, you'd let a and if you've let a company into your heart for a long period of time, figure out what they did to earn it. If someone's overstayed their welcome, you're always free to let them go. But I think that's an entire other issue entirely. A little bit of housekeeping. I wrote something new on my blog for the first time since like July. Really proud of that. Really happy to like write for fun about games and other stuff. Um, I wrote about Metal Gear Solid Five, which is a game that's been out for a little bit, but I have always like really held off on writing about it or playing it, and I kind of just like powered through it. Um, I wrote about how it really seems like a precursor to Hideo Kojima's next game, Death Stranding, which is a game that I'm like super into, um, and why one game's multiplayer system really bounced off of me and was something that I really didn't like having to interact with and why with like a few little tweaks the next game it, I was just it was complete opposite I really loved it I really appreciate the support for the newsletter I've gotten a lot of signups and a lot of uh, new patrons on patreon since plus heart was launched again if you're a monetary subscriber um, on either side you are going to be hearing this which is lovely thank you so much um, if you are on patreon and want a a premium subscribe subscription on to the Substack. please let me know with your email and i can do that manually uh otherwise things on my reading docket are um an article called dsm5 tiktok so there's hyphens between dsm hyphen five hyphen tiktok it's by the frontier psychologists uh, blah, the frontier psychiatrists 
psychiatrist. Why did I why did I say that weirdly? And Carlene McMillan, MD. Uh, this is on Medium.com. You can Google the title and it'll probably show up. Uh, it's just about how um, uh, sites and like venues like TikTok are kind of like enabling people to make their own like false diagnoses or self diagnoses where things like dissociative uh, DID, which is dissociative uh, identity identity disorder. And it's more of just like understanding why that's happening, how it's happening, what people can do in order to kind of like improve that. Um, I'm also reading something from Edward Snowden's substack called Apophenia, which is um, he's always got like a lot of good things to say and uh, a lot of stuff about like the Internet and how it transforms the individual and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also reading a book called This Is Not a T-Shirt by Bobby Hundreds. Uh, in the newsletter itself, there's an affiliate link there. It's about branding and hip hop culture, streetwear is one of the books that I kind of assembled when I was thinking about this newsletter because I admittedly do not know that much about fashion. Um, I wanted to write or like read about that and get a little bit more um, knowledge about, you know, esports is very intertwined with things like hip hop culture and streetwear. And I wanted to know more and I wanted to be able to speak about that a little bit more intelligently. There's also image credits in the bottom with links and stuff like that. Um, like I said, there's an Amazon affiliate link. If you guys want to check out that book, it gives me a couple bucks. Uh, but other than that, thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another issue. This is uh, Plus Heart, Issue 2, Legacy. I'm Matt Demers. You can follow me on Twitter at M-A-T-T-D-E-M-E-R-S on Twitter and multiple other venues. You can check out all my links at onemoremat.com. I will talk to you guys later. Goodbye.